Welcome to Batshit, a frank and funny look at living with mental illness. While we'll touch on several illnesses, Batshit is focused on those along the spectrum of bipolar disorders. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Brad. And we're both bipolar, so strap in and let's see how batshit we really are. Spoiler alert! Pretty damn batshit. This episode's topic, delusion. Delu- we're delusional. We are very delusional. We are very delusional. <laughs> well, because we're in Hollywood. 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 You kind of have to be. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I mean, I feel like everyone has to be a little delusional, right? I mean, to to accomplish some of the things that you want to accomplish, it's all well and good to say that you feel like you deserve something, right? right. Like you're sitting there like, I am um, attractive enough to be with that other person. I am smart enough to get this job. I am worth this salary range. You know, you you have to be, you have to have that ego, right? Yeah. So where does that ego stop and the delusion begin, right? A healthy ego mm-hmm. versus the delusional type of ego. You know, this is probably why so many successful people are bipolar. Yeah. Because during these... You mean like us? Because we're super successful? We're super successful. <laughs> hey, everyone. Um, no, but, you know, that's one thing that comes up when you, you start digging into this is not not only how many people in the arts, but CEOs, business owners, you know, guys who create startups, Silicon Valley dudes, you know, so many of them have something like this. Sure. And, you know, with we've talked before with the mania comes grandiosity. You feel like you're on top of the world. You're invincible. You know, it's it, this is your story, and everyone else just plays a tiny little part in it, which in and of itself is kind of a low-key delusion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that, I don't want to say it's integral, but it... In some regards, it is, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, it it's definitely helpful to success in a difficult field. Th- think about, like, a Steve Jobs, right, who totally takes the industry and flips it completely on its head. Right, and you can't tell me he wasn't... Something. He, he wasn't something, I yeah, know. because, I mean, the guy wore the exact same outfit every day. Yep. Did you know he didn't shower because he thought that wasted time? I'm sorry, he didn't shower at all? Yeah, he, he felt that that wasted time in his day that he could better put to better use elsewhere huh that's one of the reasons he was vegan is because he felt that it decreased his body odor when he didn't shower well at least he worked towards that at least (laughs) least he recognized um yeah so i mean he definitely had a lot of uh let's call them quirks sure quirks (laughs) well and he was hyper focused on what he wanted to do and he was delusional enough to believe that it would it would work and it did um does that make him any less delusional? Right, just because it plays out. Yeah. Does that mean that you're not suffering from a delusion? Right. I, I don't. I don't yeah. know. It. It's like like crazy. we talked on our sex episode about erotomania, right? Which is a common delusion where you believe that someone has romantic feelings toward you. Mm-hmm. Now, if you develop that delusion and then that person develops romantic feelings toward you, that doesn't mean that it still wasn't a delusion, right? <laughs> Right. You know, because, yeah. Right? I mean, so I guess that's the like. What what is the definition of a delusion if for us right now? I'm not talking about like Webster's dictionary. Right. Right. I think I think what we're operating on is that you have an idea that you believe that is patently false and goes against reality. Right. Right. You. And, uh, um. 
not your reality necessarily, but like societal reality. Does that make sense? Objective reality. Object. That's the word. There Objective. We go. Objective yeah. reality. Because Agreed. because delusions can run the gamut between you know I, I'd say erotomania is a low key delusion. Sure. You know I think this person is in love with me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people might not even recognize that as a delusion. They might just be like, "You're an idiot." Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And those can run the gamut from from something like that all the way up to I think lizard people are running Congress. Therefore, I'm going to shoot up this Walmart. You that's uh, definitely a different end of that delusional spectrum. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's yeah, that's your spectrum of delusions. Delusions can be very low-key and affect only you and maybe one or two other people. Or delusions can be be massive and potentially destroy your life and other lives. Well, and I think one of the biggest problems with delusions is how, how much better... The delusion often sounds than the reality. Right. Even yeah. if you're talking like a scary paranoid delusion. Right. It's like if lizard people were running Congress. Right. Well, that gives us an easy fix. What, we get rid of the lizard people. What is that thing with like there was uh, Democrats were keeping kids in a pizza joint in New York City. Do you oh, right. This? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the guy, basement of the pizza joint. Yeah, and some dude actually went there to uh, uh, like free the children or whatever. And there wasn't the, even a basement. There wasn't even a basement. Yeah. But, and but, luckily nobody got hurt in that. But yeah, he showed God. up. He showed up, I think, with an AR-15. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, you know. So it's easier to say, well, this is why the world is wrong. This is why Congress is broken is because of lizard people yeah. or because they're eating well, babies. And yeah. So uh, John Hinckley, the guy who shot Reagan, right. he was suffering under the delusion. I don't know what he has mental illness wise. Mm-hmm. I, I guess schizophrenia. Right. But that's I'm just guessing. Uh, I haven't read a lot about Hinckley. But he believed that he was going to impress Jodie Foster yep. by shooting Reagan and that yeah. Jodie Foster would then love him. Yeah. It's, it's, oh my God. Right. <laughs> like, oh my right. God. It, and again, if Jodie Foster ended up loving Hinckley, that doesn't make his delusion any less. Right. Fucked. Right. <laughs> so like, like if it's... basically, oh God, that would be a great movie is like Jodie Foster showing up at, at jail to talk to Hinckley a la Silence of the Lambs. Right, 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 right. It's so meta. <laughs> Super fucking meta. <laughs> Oh, and then she slowly falls in love with him. Oh, yeah. man. It's the worst Hallmark movie yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Loving Hinkley. <laughs> Loving Hinkley. <laughs> this summer on Hallmark. Uh, uh, I actually saw an ad today on Instagram that there's going to be like a Hallmark cruise with Hallmark actors going on it. And you can go on a Hallmark cruise. With like Lacey Chabert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a Christmas probably themed cruise or it's something. It's the only like Hallmark that. actress I know. <laughs> I couldn't even pull that one out of my ass. Like, oh, oh, there's like, uh, 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 what's the one from like Full House? Uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, Candace Cameron? Yeah, I think she's yeah. one of them now too, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, hey, man, yeah, Hallmark is a multi-billion dollar yeah, machine, so yeah. let that juggernaut go. I just, uh, you know, at Christmas time, their office is in Studio City on Ventura, mm-hmm. and uh, they do it up really nice for Christmas. Well, I, I yeah. should hope so. I, li- I like driving past it. Like, if Hallmark didn't, <laughs> like, really, like, can you imagine you go to Hallmark at Christmas time, it's just, like, gray on gray on gray? <laughs> I quit. I, I am out of here. The whole reason I came to Hallmark <laughs> is because I love the holidays. Did I tell you I had a uh, I had a paranoid delusion? No. So uh, this was uh, this was kind of recent. Um, I had a day where I th- there was somebody on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I started believing that their tweets were coded messages threatening my children. 
Oh. And I called the Van Nuys Police Department four times in 15 minutes. Oh, boy. Like, yeah. were they direct? Were the tweets directed at you? No. Oh, they were just tweets. No. Yeah. But I read them, and in the States, I believed that they were directed at me. Do you remember what keyed you into it? No. No. Just... No. None of it makes sense to look back on. In hmm. fact, it's it's kind of funny. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's a little funny, but... It's a little funny. Um, but that's, that's the only time I've had a delusion that bad, but it, it, I mean, it freaked me out. Luckily, nobody answered at the Van I say luckily, like what if it was an actual problem? Dude, Van Nuys never answers. <laughs> I live, I live like six blocks from the Van Nuys Police yeah. Department. Never but I, I just yet. kept leaving messages for them. <laughs> um, they play those back. Probably. Uh, they're like, they the gather beer. everybody around. They're like, Hey guys, guys, listen to this. <laughs> um, uh, but, your tax dollars uh, at work, everybody. Yeah, that's a uh, unfortunately a common thing in bipolar one, and that I'm learning that I've probably dealt with quite a bit over my life. <laughs> I think I, that I, was the worst one I've had. I don't remember ever having a delusion that led me to call the police before. But, right. I think um, it, that's the hardest part for people like us who are so in their head is like you want to trace back an incident like for instance the one you're referring to and justify yeah. it somehow like even if even if you can't not justify it that's the wrong word be able to make the tangential leaps necessary to make go oh this is why i thought that yeah right you want to be able to explain rationalize even for your own twisted self why that like it's like going back to that idea of um uh, someone who loves you who doesn't actually love you. It's like you hear yeah. a pause in in you know how right. they say something and you you interpret that the wrong way. And you can go back and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, there was that time that this happened." Yeah. Oh, there was that time that she touched my arm mm-hmm. in what was clearly a very platonic way, but I took it the wrong way. But m- I have a distinct memory uh speaking, you know, we talked about this on the sex episode, but that that specific uh chick friend of mine I have a distinct memory of her asking me once on the phone, um, if things were different between us, would you date me? And I don't think that that actually happened. But oh, I, really? I, I vividly remember it. Oh, wow. But the more that I kind of dig into things, right? thinking about that friendship, I'm like, I don't think that happened. Uh, I'll tell you, man, every girl that I had a thing for in high school, I completely fabricated anything that led up to me initially trying to... Yeah. talk to them, make a move on them. And like looking back on it now, I'm like, why did I think at any point in time that they had given me, you know, the indication that they wanted me to approach them? I'm not saying that these girls screamed and ran away. I'm just saying that like the buildup was so skewed. Yeah. I remember a specific embarrassing incident in high school mm. with that, where there was this chick I had a crush on. And, like, for some reason, we were the only two in the hallway, okay. like, waiting for a class to start or something. And so I go up, and we're kind of, like, joking around. And I'm like, hey, you want to go out sometime? And she was like, yeah. And then I, like, told a buddy about it. And it's high school, so I'm sure it got around. And so I, she called me that night and was like, I didn't mean it like that. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. At yeah. least that happened at, at home for you. I remember oh, yeah. freshman year of high school, there was a girl in my, like, theater class that I just thought was amazing and i'm like oh and she's in theater class with me and we've done scenes together and they're not even like romantic scenes they're just scenes but i'm like oh clearly there's something here there's something here and every look she gave me every 
you know, laugh she made at one of my jokes. So I remember like high school having no money, like going out and buying like some roses to like on Valentine's Day, uh, like be like, hey, will you go out with me? And I remember like carrying the roses basically into the theater class and her like stopping me in the theater class, taking me outside to be like, I don't know what you thought that was, but that's not what, yeah, all yeah. this is. And I'm just like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> just just yeah. like crippling, crippling. And I, I don't blame her at all because there was never any of that social cue. I invented all you of invented those. It. I invented all of those yeah. social cues. But, you know, you look back on all of your social interaction when you have bipolar and you're like, how much of that did I just can imagine? People that you were like, they were your enemy. Right. Or yeah. Or your right. best friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how, how much of that did you make up? Sure. You know? Sure. Um, because the paranoid stuff that can come with delusions too, you know, you start feeling like that person, like, like we're, we're at odds with one another. Yeah. We have problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then you talk to them years later and they're like, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. What are like, you talking never, about? Man? I never thought yeah. of you that way. And you're like, oh, maybe I made all that shit right. up. <laughs> I, I, you occupied my thoughts constantly. Meanwhile, the other person was like, I didn't even think about yeah. you. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. you, you weren't even on my radar, bro. Yeah. Which could be another episode entirely. Somebody wrote in and asked us, uh, uh, do you suffer from obsession when you're in manic states? And it's like, Oh, Ooh, do we? Oh, oh yeah, we do. Obsession. De- yeah. Define obsession. <laughs> uh, healthy obsession. Oh, it's a healthy, yeah. healthy, healthy obsession. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Enjoying Batshit? Please like, subscribe, and share it on social media. If you have someone you think may need to hear it, we encourage you to share it with them and to start your own conversation about mental health. <laughs> this podcast is a great example of a delusion of sorts. Right. Because we're like, everyone needs to hear us talk about our bipolar. Right. Like, it's going to be fascinating for people to talk about. But when We're going to be incredibly successful. Right. And no one came to us and said, no. hey, Brad, you know what you and Adam <laughs> need to do? Have a podcast about your bipolar. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. So, so how much of that is a delusion? And how much of that is us as two creatives seeing a need and filling it? Yeah, you know, that's that's kind of a hard thing to figure out where, yeah, that, line where that line is. Yeah, where that line is, yeah. Because, you know, one of the reasons we started this is when we found out that we were both bipolar and we were just, we were like chatting about it at a bar. Yeah, on the way to the bar. We were talking about yeah. it like for 40, which is hilarious because our buddy Jared showed up afterwards and he was like, we're still talking about our yeah. various symptoms. Jared's like, do, do, do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but at some point we were like, we're pretty funny together talking about right. this. But are we? Or is that a delusion? I don't know. It's but, but then what, what, how do you define a delusion, though? Right, right. right. Because it's. I mean, I, I guess in that regard, like everybody has at some point like a low key delusional thought. Of course, they're believing something against all odds. Yeah, and against all like objective proof that it's not real. Right, or yeah. or or logical like. There's no logical steps taken. Right. Right. I mean, hell, that's what faith is. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. You know? All religion, really. Yeah. It's that's it's a delusion. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean delusions are bad. I think the the word delusion has a, a negative connotation to it. I don't think it has to be, right? Yeah. Because look at it like this. Look at it uh, the the concept of love. Right? right. The concept of love is an amazing delusion. 
Yeah. The per- the fact that like someone's going to support you no matter what and be by your side no matter what and die next to you no matter what, right? Like that's kind of delusional when you think about it, but it's also makes for amazing relationships and causes people to to have these like 50, 60 year long uh, commitments to each other that change lives. Yeah. And if you were to look at that objectively, that one person in this world is capable of being side by side with another person in this world for 60 years and just unconditionally loving them. Like, yeah, I, that's kind of a delusion, but it leads to these amazing relationships. Yeah. I mean, I guess to some extent, the result yeah. is how we judge whether it is or not. Because there it is. It's the result. If you have, if you have a guy who decides he's going to fly cross country to tell a woman that he loves her. Right, right, right. And he shows up on her doorstep. Tom with, Hanks, Meg Ryan movie. Right. Go on. He shows up on her doorstep with flowers and he's like, I am in love with you. And she screams and starts crying. And she's like, oh my God, I, I realize I'm in love with you. And they kiss and they get married. Then you're like, oh my God, what a grand romantic gesture. What a great story. If that happens and the guy shows up on her doorstep with a dozen roses and she opens the door and she screams and calls the cops. <laughs> now right. it's a delusion. Right. Because <laughs> if you sit there and you think about it and like prior you know, prior to that prior to that incident when she like left, right? Like let's say they're together, right, in Seattle, and she goes, I got a job opportunity in Louisiana. Um, I really like you, but you know, this is too good of an opportunity. I'm gonna take it. Maybe we can do the long distance thing, maybe we can't. Let's just take it a step at a time. He has been given all the information to suggest you should not fly across country and make a grand romantic gesture. Right. Right? Now, you can make the argument that she really wanted him to make the grand romantic gesture or... But wouldn't that be the delusion, right? right? Is that that's he took what she was saying as, oh, there's some cue in there or something he makes up. Right. That is like, she wants me to do this. Right. Or yeah. the idea of on her end, if her if, if that's what she wanted, yeah. But instead, she said all that other stuff, yeah. And she was delusional enough to think that he was going to pick up on that social cue, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. where is that delusional line? Well, and you get things too, like uh, in erotomania, um, things like uh, like well, I'll show up at, in the neighborhood that she lives in. And just like shop at her grocery store because I might run into her. Because sure. that's what happens in a romantic comedy. That's true. And then it's fate. It's fate. You know? Love at first sight. Right. Yeah. Whereas if she then sees you at her neighborhood grocery store, she's like, oh my God, he's a fucking stalker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because unfortunately, nobody's in your head. They don't know that you're <laughs> you're doing something that you think sweet and you're just manically delusional. Yep, manically delusional. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. God, this is a depressing topic. I it didn't really think, it, I think it would be. I thought this would be a more like, hey, let's talk about our, you know, our wacky hijinks. And instead it's been like all of the relationships you've ever had are a yeah. lie. Well, and you know, again, we're we're just talking about like we've experienced it at that level, or like I I said, like my paranoid phone calls to the police. I mean, imagine you know, there are people who are not even schizophrenia. Although, obviously, delusions are a big part of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, people who are bipolar one who have 
big delusions. You know, there was a guy that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge um, in uh, uh, Double Board Certified Dr. Dominic Sportelli. He talks about this in one oh, of his videos. Oh, double board, <laughs> double board Certified Dominic Sportelli. Go on, sir. <laughs> but that this guy... This guy jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and was convinced that he was going to be the president of the United States one day. By jumping off the bridge? No, no, no. I think that those were two separate delusions. Oh, okay. Got it, got but it, got it, got he it. Had, uh, he had started working since he was 18 toward the idea that it's like, I'm going to be the president of the United States one day. Well, look at any revolutionary. You can't tell me yeah. any revolutionary that thinks they can overthrow a government isn't delusional in some, you know. I, I bet politicians— suffer from some of the stuff at a higher level than a lot of the population. Oh, I completely agree. I would say, like, if I had to break it down, I would say, obviously, serial killers probably number one. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Politicians, two. <laughs> People in arts and entertainment, three. Yep, okay. Um, and then probably, like, sex workers, maybe. Sure, four. sure, sure. Um, the, that would Or be- any teenager. <laughs> Teenagers number one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's revise the Let's list. Let's revise the list. Um I'm totally I'm totally pulling that out of my ass. There was a uh a survey done by the New York Times, I think, in the nineties. Okay. As to uh what career fields people who have been diagnosed with mental illness fall into. And I want to say that the number one was like poets or something. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Is poet a career field now? <laughs> Well, not now. <laughs> I don't think it was in the 90s either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Poets. Yeah. Hey, don't get me wrong. I love poetry. Oh, no. You know what it was? I, I remember now. It wasn't a survey of people who had mental illness. It was um, a review of biographies of famous people. Ah, uh, okay. That tracks. And, yeah, they went through and they were like, okay, obviously this person had bipolar. Or this person was clinically depressed or blah, blah, blah. And what field were they? And that's love, how they broke it down. I love that idea of like, it's your first day of po- of of college and you're in your poetry class and like your teacher comes in and goes, okay, so you're all mentally ill. <laughs> uh, welcome. <laughs> I am? Oh, no. I'm taking this as a... Uh, Elective. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched a, uh, an interview with Stephen Fry where he was talking about uh, why poetry appeals to um, uh, uh, those with mental illness. Because he's very open about being bipolar right. himself. And uh, and is a big fan of poetry. He wrote a great book called um, The Ode Less Traveled. <laughs> nice. <laughs> On how anybody can write poetry. The poetry seems like very intimidating. Right. And, like, let's break it down. Here's how anybody can do it. Uh, it's a pretty good book. But uh, uh, he was talking about that is that because of that poetry kind of works on the subconscious mm-hmm. that it it strikes a chord in those suffering from mental illness in a way that other writings don't, and it's probably why so many poets have something wrong with them is that that it draws people interesting who are suffering from something because huh. because we think differently our minds are asleep. right we're wired yeah, yeah. The, the we go left when everybody else goes right yeah. Um, huh. You know, I never thought about it that way, but that makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. right? Like, you think about some of the, um, the, the singer-songwriters, right? The musicians that kind of, uh, are, are tied to, like, take Shannon Moon from Blind Melon, yeah. right? Like, talk about an amazing songwriter and poet and, uh, someone who took their own life, um, clearly had, um, some sort of mental disease, um, or was they drugs? No. 
No, mental illness. Not, right? Suicide? Gentleman with suicide? Well, I mean, so many of those those musicians who OD'd were using the drugs to combat something. Right. You know? But the point being is, like, you, you look at their music and the music that uh, they created and the people that they touch with that music, you know, and then the introspective, maybe... Um, <laughs> quasi mentally ill people out there who really associate with it right it's, it's yeah. the same idea of the poetry it's like this clicks with you for a reason yeah yeah so, i mean you know kurt cobain everybody likes to talk about the the drug use but mm-hmm. um i don't know specifically what he suffered from but i mean you know they have a song called lithium yeah yeah i mean he he was obviously dealing with something I can't Which even is imagine where the heroin came in. Isn't that fascinating? That's a quick sidebar. Is that like when a musician dies of a drug overdose, they never talk about like why they were doing the drugs. Yeah. The media just assumes that they were irresponsible party animals. Yeah. You know, on as yeah, opposed, completely. As opposed to being like, oh, obviously something was going on with Kurt Cobain, and he was yeah. over. You know, I mean, Jim Morrison. You can't tell me Jim Morrison right? didn't suffer from something. Um. Uh, uh. Uh. Oh God, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Right, Jimi Hendrix. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. these guys and girls who. Yeah. I. I. I don't Joplin. Know. Joplin. Oh God, Janis Joplin. Yeah. Damn. Damn. This is such a sadder episode yeah. than I thought it was gonna be. Well, hell, you know, take it through to like, uh, um, uh, like the hair metal guys. Ooh, in the 80s. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like yeah. fucking like Motley Crue. Yes, yeah, like, C.C. Deville and yeah, uh, Nikki Six was guys. legally dead like three separate occasions. <laughs> you know, um, but probably you know a lot of their behavior was incredibly manic. Oh, totally manic. Yeah. Absolutely. And the drugs definitely didn't help. No. No, I and there you go, delusion, right? You're talking yeah. about some of the biggest musicians in the world. I mean, you, if you're, hold on a second. Adam's dogs are barking. Hey. While hey. he while he deals with the dogs, I'm gonna sing uh, Elvis for you. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out. Because I love you too much, baby. Why can't you see? Oh, he's back. <laughs> you just bring sweet nothings to our party. I was. I was. Sweet nothings, sweet nothings. <laughs> Maybe I won't edit any of that out. Maybe I, I'll just I don't leave think you that should. in. I don't think you should. <laughs> It's a delusion in and of itself. Oh, my God. <laughs> my dogs were just delusional. That's what it was. They yeah. were delusional. They saw yeah. something out there that was not there. But, you know, you, you talk about something like, like we talk about these these musicians, for instance, that's such a difficult lifestyle. Oh, yeah. And the idea, you know, kind of going back to what you said at the start of the episode, the idea that you're going to be the ones to break through yeah. is in and of itself a little delusional. Look at professional yeah. athletes. Yeah. Right. You talk about the one of the one percent of the one percent who actually make it to the the pros. Mm-hmm. You got to be a little delusional to yeah. keep going, to keep because uh, at some point they weren't the best. Right. right. They weren't that one percent of the one percent, but they were delusional enough to think that they could get there. Yeah. Yeah. Because the rational mind would tell you to stay away from these high risk, low reward careers. Right. Or, yeah. or, or even things like, like fitness in general, like going to the gym, right? And like trying to pick up a massive weight. 
right? And be like, you have no need to pick up that weight. Yeah. Right? You don't need to be doing that. The idea that you think you can do that is delusional. Uh, <laughs> rationally, walk away. Yeah. Like, just yeah. stop trying. But instead, you delusionally will be like, well, I'll go back to the gym and I'll just keep lifting until I can lift that massive, yeah. massive weight. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, you know, uh, we, we've joked several times about how, you know, I had uh, a delusion when I went into my bad manic episodes after I lost all that weight that I was just like super fucking hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you have to think about that. Like people who go out and are, are constantly, like you can see them at the bar. You're like, like that dude or that chick thinks they are way fucking hotter than they are. Well, and that confidence is what draws people to them. Which then reinforces them. Right. Believing that. Which (laughs) makes them more at ease and more charming and more confident, which then nets them the result of what they want. Yeah. Maybe we all need to be more delusional. Maybe that's what it is, right? It's that idea. If everybody was delusional. I think everybody is a little delusional. Then the world would be a better place. (laughs) Please. To, to quote Tommy Wiseau Good from the oh, room, oh. if everyone just loved one another, then the world would be a better place. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Brad's available, by the way, if you need actors for your upcoming <laughs> film. Not right now because SAG's striking, but uh, actually, are you are you union? No. There you go. <laughs> Marty Scorsese, are you listening to this? Brad is non-union. Actor Brad is non-union. <laughs> just reach out, baby. Did somebody say my name? <laughs> you should be on the picket line, goddammit. <laughs> what are you doing, actor Brad? <laughs> That's son of a bitch. Get in your cage with a sign. <laughs> um, that guy's delusional. That guy's super delusional. <laughs> hey, uh... You know, we may have been delusional for starting the podcast and thinking anyone would listen to the podcast, but you guys are listening to the podcast, so thank you for reinforcing our delusions. <laughs> yes, we appreciate <laughs> we that. We appreciate that. And you know what? If you're if you're suffering from delusions, you don't realize you are when you're in the state, mm-hmm. but you will when you come out of it, or someone close to you will let you know. Um, seek help yeah. if you haven't already. And if you're already getting help, if you're seeing a psychiatrist, you're seeing a therapist, you've been diagnosed, and you suffer from a delusion, it's time to call your psychiatrist and and let them know. Because maybe your medication needs to be tweaked. Maybe something is happening lifestyle-wise. Maybe there's too much stress going on, and it's triggering these things. Maybe you're watching too much Fox News. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do right there as a huge... I mean, we say that as a joke, but seriously, like news is designed to make you afraid of shit that you shouldn't be afraid of. Sure. And if you're already suffering from this stuff and you're watching network news that's trying to make you afraid of things, um, you can very easily be pushed into an episode. Yeah. That was one of the first things when I got diagnosed. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't watch the news. I don't read the news. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You'll go... And I know for some of you that might feel irresponsible that, you know, you want to be plugged in and know what's going on. But, like, you can't affect it, guys. You're not changing anything that's out there. Um, and it's just putting more stress on you and making it more difficult for you to take care of your mental health. Right. And this is not us saying that y'all shouldn't try to change the world. Yeah. You should try and yeah. change the world. You pick, should pick a thing. Yeah. <laughs> That would be my suggestion. <laughs> Don't sit there and like binge watch the news mm-hmm. and get pissed off about everything and think you can change everything. Pick a cause. Yep. Pick the thing that means the most to you. The homeless problem. Yeah. Whales. You 
Yeah, whatever it is, pick that thing and put your energy into that one thing. Yeah. And you can learn about that thing and you can be passionate about that thing. But if you if you set and you doom scroll Twitter and you watch Fox News, you're just going to go to bed angry and pissed off and wake up uh, probably having a paranoid delusion. Yeah. So uh, avoid that. That would be our biggest advice that goes into this episode. Yeah. Avoid paranoid delusions. And, and I pick on Fox. I don't do that out of a political thing, but their model is based on scaring the shit out of you. Sure. Um, and that has nothing to do with whether you're conservative or liberal. That just ha- that's their business model. Yeah, look at any of their like uh, their tags. You know, it's like this thing in your house could kill you. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, you know, it's like that type of thing. And they always pick like one random like moron on Twitter and then show his tweet as though a, th- a hundred thousand people believe what this one asshole says, mm-hmm. and just to work you up. Just to work you up. And yeah. you know what? If you're if you're dealing with this stuff, just avoid that. Yeah, just avoid it. Yeah. yeah. Again, we are not commenting on the quality of Fox News. We are just letting you know their prerogative and their their mm-hmm. the way they operate. Yeah. And yeah. that's all news. That's, that's all news, news to yeah. varying degrees. Yeah. Um, you know, so stick to I don't know. Listen listen to those dulcet tones of the NPR hosts in the morning. <laughs> there you go, yeah. That I mean, as long as that, you don't fall asleep in the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, every NPR story is like this. A man in Culver City today. (laughs) You don't Um. even make it to the actual headline. (laughs) Uh, I support NPR. Um, Yeah. We love you, NPR. We love you. Return our calls. Uh. (laughs) In Uh. fact, actually, everybody out there, write NPR and tell them they should do a story on us. They should. (laughs) That's our delusion That's our right now. Delusion. That's our new delusion. Oh, new delusion. I like that. What's the <laughs> delusion of the week? We should delusion of the week. Delusion of the week. <laughs> new delusion segment. of the week. 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 <laughs> segment. On this week's shit. delusion. Uh, um, again, delusions aren't all bad, people. That's why we uh, have this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. But if they're disruptive to you, get help. Yeah, get help. Get help. Get help. Lizard people are not running Congress. Nope. Nope. Nope, idiots yeah. are, but yeah. not not lizard people. Your uh, your your college professors not in love with you? Not likely. No, yeah. no. Unless they're a creep. Yeah, <laughs> and that's never good. So yeah. avoid that. Um, um, but uh, we love you, and, and we, that's not a delusion. That's not a delusion. We love you. Uh, yeah. We love you for listening. We love you for fighting. We love you for. Uh, supporting us, so keep supporting and us. We really love you for leaving voice messages for yes. us on Spotify. Please do. Please reach out to us. Please, I'm starting to do posts on TikTok and Twitter and um, Instagram and uh, help us by spreading the word or help us by writing in and being like, Adam, that's not how you TikTok. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, thank you, uh, thank you for your help. I'm making it all up. I don't know what I'm doing. It's not how you tick or talk. Right. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. Uh, You're all amazing. We love you.